So I'd like to talk about living ageless in therapy. So it had been a while. I stepped away from therapy, but I feel like we all should have a wellness check, or should I say, have our temperature checked to find out what is keeping us hot around the collar. Um, and a lot of people see therapy as a negative thing, but there's also a lot of people in the world that's just undiagnosed. They have diagnosis. They have um, problems, several problematic problematic areas, but they're not willing to go and see about those things. Um, we talk about purpose. We talk about all those things, but it's a process stepping into Most High God's plan. It's not just about passion and purpose. It's beyond that. You get those two. Those are givens. That's given. But the, when you step into the wonderment, the signs and synchronicities and all those processes that's leading you to that pa that plan of thinking bigger than who you are. See, I don't, and I say therapist because she's a combination. She's a mediator. She's a um, social worker and something else. I don't remember, but I've gone to therapists, but, and I say therapist and I use that very loosely, but she is more of a social worker. And what I find out about a social worker, they allow you to talk. They're great listeners, but they allow you to talk. And you talk long enough to hear yourself, and you start resolving your own problematic areas, which is even deeper than somebody taking out a book and reading and putting you in a box and putting a label on you. And letting you feel like, oh, you know, you are bipolar, you are this, and you are that. Some situations have happened in people's lives that no matter how much they try to make lieu of it, they cannot make sense of why that thing happened. And so we call that a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm traumatic experience and some people run away from it and I hear it over and over about narcissists you know I remember because I have a bachelor's in psychology I became very good in psychology because I had people in my life I was trapped in that loop let's put it like that I had that loop where I kept meeting the same people because it was about be the lesson or learn the lesson. I had learned the lesson. And what I found is a lot of people that were not willing to suffer their ego death. They stayed in that loop. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, those nails that they put in him Hurt is much coming out. That's the process I'm talking about. In reaching God's 
plan for our lives. All that stuff we allow to go into us slowly and deeply. It hurts even more coming out. Because now you have to face what you probably ran from for so long. Again, I spoke in one of my other podcasts about if someone did you wrong as a child, tell on them. I don't care if they're living or if they're dead. Because you see, I went through some things in life. And I survived. I came up through the cracks in the concrete. It wasn't easy. But I knew there was something greater than myself. That held me up. Because in my own mind, I could not have done it. I could not. And when you look at when you're in the loop, these people bring the exact same foolishness into your life. Because they're all on the same vibration. It's all about when you figure it out, you will thank them for being in your life because it elevated you to where you're supposed to be. They did their jobs. There's no reason to pump a dry well. When it's over, it's over. You just move on. So, in going to therapy, I used to have a very hard time because my whole thing was being afraid of seeing people that I knew but that meant that they were trying to get help too. It wasn't because they were trying to peep me out. I have no desire to be around people that is not willing to do the work. And when I say the work, the work is a lot. But the blessings are even heavier. The burdens, the grief, the sadness and all that. It's all making you stand stronger because... You see, your spine is the first part, I think, when a baby is being conceived, when it's developing in its mother. The spine is the first part. That's the central nervous system. It's connected to the brain. But if the, the spine is not strong, you just worm food. When you're weak, you beat. And so you have to be able to be able to wear that armor so that you can protect yourself. And as those blessings come, you become more and more unapologetic. Because what the difference is between you and the others, you did the work. And there was no time to judge other people's lives. It's really not. I can literally tell you now, it's 3 a.m. It's not that I don't sleep. A lot of times I get in bed for the night at 6 and 7 o'clock. But if my body calls for that, 
as I lean into God's purpose and plan for my life. That's what I do. I get in bed. And I allow myself to not be consumed all day. I allow it maybe 75% of my day, but at least 25% of my day, I make it open so for the unexpected. Because things come up through the daytime that you have to jump into gear. But some people are so fixated in doing just what they do. Whether it's just being useless, whether it's just gossiping, whether it's just drinking, whether it's just playing cards, whether I'm not knocking people, I'm just saying, I'm just giving a report. I'm not judging anybody. I know families. I've been around for a while. I know families that have done certain things for generations. And that's their norm. And that's fine with me. But that's not what I want for my life. It is a struggle seeing yourself bigger than who you really are. And seeing yourself as God sees you. It's a process. You see, because... Part of the process is being able to be moved with compassion, to being able, because of loving yourself, being able to extend that to other people. And sometimes people get that confused with it being a friendship. It's not really a friendship. It's just you expanding your gifts. It's growth. We were made in love. And we come here and we recreate love. We give out love in different ways. Some people do it through their creativity. Some of them do it through the written words. Some do it through the spoken words. And some give love just through a smile. Because sometimes we don't know what people's been through. But because you just pass them and give them a smile... It can make them feel like they can make another uh, another step forward. We really don't know. We really don't know. You know, we have a lot of people with very, very low self-esteem, and nothing is sexier than confidence. When you see a confident person just walk in the street, you can sense that. You can sense that it. And you have to give them their props. Because you know they're doing the work. It's shining on the outside. You see, part of giving love is because what happens, the most high God start turning your heart into a rose. And it opens and it opens and it opens. And you say, yeah, I get this. But again, some people get that confused with 
this is a friendship. It's not a friendship. It's a God-given talent. A lot of times, you're very limited in those situations of which you share about yourself. Because you know that you have to meet people where they are. And a lot of a lot of times they think you're just spilling the beans and telling them they don't have a clue who you really are. They really don't. Because you don't totally know who you are. You're in a process. Don't forget the process. The ego death. There are just a lot of them just eager to celebrate the resurrection. But they didn't go to that go to that crucifixion that you had to go through. They didn't have to go through that. That's what I mean about having to grow through the cracks of concrete. It's not easy. It's really not easy. But the plan is eternal life and some people it's just what's in front of them they don't see anything else but that's their norm you know when people have done the work put respect on their name that's what you do. You have nothing else. Just put respect on that name. God is not looking at that person's past resume or what they did in life and who, who they thought they were or who people made them think they were in the matrix. Because it's only going to make you spiral into a dark space or what they call the sunken place. Okay, because really and truly, um, it's not worth it. It's not worth it being so invested in other people's lives like that. You're going to miss your train. The peace and happiness that you're looking for is already inside of you. If we continue looking outside of ourselves for peace and happiness, good luck with that. Just That's all I can say. Good luck with that. So I would suggest to anyone, if there is something that is bothering you something that just won't go away you know whether it's worry wanda whether it's angry alex maybe it's um i don't know just go on just learn how to release that stuff Learn how to release that stuff. Some people 
again, is not running from hell. They've been to hell and back. They have the testimony to prove it, to help other people who have been in that same situation. But sometimes we're so busy wanting to preserve that right to judge and be untowards another individual. We stuff that stuff in our life and it takes roots. You maybe started out with anger, but now it's a root of tyrant, to be a tyrant, to be condescending, to be a liar, a manipulator. Those are roots that's taking place in you. I only talk about it because I've been in some strange places, but it was always indirectly. I was always able to witness a lot of this stuff going down. And then you can get the passive-aggressive people. They're the worst to me. They have this subtle thing. They do things, and then when you ask them, why did you do that? They will look at you and was like, I didn't do that. I think, like from the Bible, I think the, the narcissists are more like the Philistines, beating their chest saying, look at how great I am. Don't you know I should be the president of the United States? Don't you see how great I am? And then you have the passive-aggressive that's sitting there all mousy and nice. But they accidentally, on purpose, spilled a soda on your new pretty dress. You wore this really pretty dress, and they accidentally, on purpose, spilled soda on it. And then say, oops, that was an accident. The only cure for them is to confront a passive-aggressive. And no pun intended, watch their nuts go up in their stomach. They're really funny. Vicious, but you can really bring them to their knees, cut them off at the knees. Just confront them. Ask them why. They never want you to come back and ask them why. Why did you do that? So again, I would like to say that because we have violence and all that. It's a health issue. And a lot of people don't trust the health industry, but you are responsible for manifesting your dream team. That perfect therapist, and I'm not going to say perfect because that wasn't the right word, but the therapist, your physician, um, um, your, your physical trainer, all those things, you manifest those people and you bring those people into your space and they will all become a part of your process so that you can lean into that permanent place 
no more illusions. Eternity. So in closing, again, I cannot repeat this enough, but if you feel a need to get help, go get it. Go get it. You don't dump it off on somebody and decide, oh, that's my friend. I can do that. No, that's not what you do. You go to a paid professional. And when you reach out for help, help will arrive. But if that is your norm, to be unhealed in this world, there's a lot of room for that. So we can look at the news and we can see a lot of people that's unhealed. That's angry. So in closing, I would like to say, my divine, salute your divine. Namaste.